Minefields. Sorry for the uh, absent issue last week. Um, we're catching up. I was not really catching up, man. Like last week was uh, probably one of the most limit pushing weeks we've ever had. Yeah, it's been super busy, and we had to get everything ready for the new era show last Saturday night. Had to do setup, tear down, freaking, and uh, we might have gone on the hunt a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, didn't. And, and because time is kind of really skewed for me. Okay, so last week, we got back from Lubbock on Sunday and then went into our crazy-ass week that ended on the, the exclamation point Saturday with New Era Show, right? Yep. Jesus. Yeah, we we were tired. <laughs> we were, yeah, it's been a long week. <laughs> Mr. Colin is not here tonight because his, uh, um, I don't think it's his full union, but the people that are working on the movie that are about to start are... Uh, uh, they went full strike, and he's getting up at 4 in the morning to uh, go pick it and make make sure that the scabs that cross the line are notated and they are canceled, which they should be fucking scabs, bringing shame to their family. Aww. Yeah. Let's talk about the hunt, man. The hunt, the hunt in the past week was fucking gnarly. <laughs> yeah, no, I freaking uh, was able to... Finally complete all 12 issues of the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Tell me about that, man, because it's interesting because of all the stores we go to, I was very surprised that the overpriced store was Escape Velocity on those issues. Yeah, no, definitely. It was kind of weird. But no, um, yeah, the whole thing overall is that basically... um, in the 80s, DC wanted to end the multiverses and just go down to one continuity. And that was Crisis on Infinite Earths. You know, it led to uh, the deaths of a couple of key characters, including both uh, Kara zor Supergirl, as well as Barry Allen Flash. You know, we didn't end up seeing Barry Allen for 20 years because of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, I dig the fact that they, they did that and made it worthwhile. Um, you know, the, like it was basically a whole new generation before Barry came back. Um, making it special. Like, yeah, obviously they're going to bring him back. He's a great character. And I'm glad he's mm-hmm. back. But it's not like they didn't, they didn't do us dirty like they did with, uh, and I brought it up a few times, Nightcrawler. You know, just maybe yeah. like two, three years later he's back after like I had a full-on panic attack. Like the same way Wolvie did when when Nightcrawler died. Yep. All right, so you got those, uh, and that's not an off on Escape Velocity. They might have had it, might have been signed. It might have been like a nine point nine, might ungraded. Um, that it just it just was weird that they were that expensive. And we we completed your Crisis at All Seeds in Parker, right? Yeah, no, that was that. Yeah, All Seeds. Yep. Uh, well, let, let's rewind. Uh, let, let's go back to Amarillo and Lubbock. So, uh, what did you, you picked up? Some it was funny because uh, 
it was not three months ago or was it four months ago when the last time we were there, you got the first appearance of Strife for nine dollars, and we saw it in the case for ninety. <laughs> like, and mm-hmm. I think that was our fault. What do you mean? They saw that they had it and didn't know it, and realized they needed to fucking price it. Yeah, no, they did. Yeah, freaking, I'll, I'll take a win. Oh, I don't. I know. What did I pick up this time? I picked up a couple of a uh, couple of key issues of Detective Comics I was looking for. Yes, you did. On my uh, on my goal to complete the 600 issue run of freaking um, Detective Comics, and specifically 600 to 699. Yep, 600 to 699. I think I am currently straight through till 641 right now. That's awesome. So getting there, and I've got a bunch of the later issues going into. Uh, Nightfall and uh, Night Quest and whatnot. This hunt is a noble quest of yours, and I and I wholeheartedly encourage it. Um, I didn't know what to buy. I, I got, my hunt was I was trying to get that uh, that full run of uh, the Wicked and the Vine because last time we were at All Star in Lubbock, it was seventy five dollars, and this time it was like uh, double. And um, I just said no. <laughs> I can try to find it another place and. <laughs> uh, I, that I failed, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'm gonna throw out throw down. They they treated us really well, um, but <laughs> do, uh, do we want to do we want to go into your eBay eBay debacle though? Oh God, I was gonna like I got <laughs> outbid by what was it fifty five cents? <laughs> you can't go. You gotta go into the whole story though. Okay, so we to go into the entirety of it. Okay, so I'm pissed off that the that store in Lubbock doubled the price. Okay, I'll get over it. Find it for for fifty. I throw a bid down at seventy five. Uh, Mr. Tony Morales here, being the good friend that he is, warns me to pay attention. I fall asleep. Get out. It's bid. all it's all about the last two minutes. It's it, the last two minutes that matter. Then I appreciate that. It was just it was just I, I don't know what was on my mind, um, but Christmas was on my mind. Christmas, one hundred percent. And uh, I get out bid by fifty five cents. I text you, and you're like, you just like I, I could. I could hear your laughter. <laughs> through, through, That's you do now because it's still funny. Text message, and fucking pissed off as shit. And he he instructs me on the wise ways of the eBay when it comes to when they don't have to buy it now. And some fucking neck beard is sitting at his eight thousand dollar PC waiting out bid my ass by like one cent. <laughs> and um, no, in all fairness, it was fifty five cents. It was fifty five cents. <laughs> It was $0.55, cents, but I'm glad I lost because they relisted it a couple days later and emailed me like, hey, you can re- you, you can buy this for $0.75. Uh, said neckbeard uh, was $0.55, cents broke. <laughs> Couldn't pay for it. <laughs> Couldn't pay for it. That's when I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I noticed and I mentioned that they'd all been signed, that they had been signed by the letterer. So I assumed issue one was signed by the letterer, and I didn't really see it. Like, I'm like, okay, there's a signature somewhere or whatever. I didn't care because I have a mint copy of, of Wicked Divine number one regardless. So if that one had been scribbled on, I didn't give a shit because I already got one through, like, I want to say, like, 20. Anyway, um, I'm looking at the, the whole listing and the letterer. I didn't even bother looking up the letterer's name, but apparently his initials are CC. But someone crudely writes CC on the front of every goddamn fucking cover. Like, when, like, the cover was all black, he switched to silver or white. 
and it just looked like shit. <laughs> like it just looked like shit. I'm like, I'm not doing this. And then the uh, and uh, the guy like holding the auction was like, Hey, are you gonna bid on this or not? And I didn't even respond. Like, fuck you. No, I'm not doing. It. Not after that. No. <laughs> after that, no. Um, but so yeah, I'm gonna hold out and just go ahead and throw the throw the 150 down over it. Uh, Big Apple is an Amarillo. All, All stars, stars is in, in Lubbock. Lubbock. All yep. stars in Lubbock. Uh, we did, and I did it with my mind, and I'm super proud of it. Was I wanted to see something, Buddy Holly, and we made the wrong turn somewhere and ended boom right in the parking lot of the Buddy Holly Museum. That is true. We did. We saw the house, the house he grew up in, and we saw the big giant Ray Ban Wayfarers in the front, and that was enough for me because I'm not paying to go in there because that was all about Richie Valens. Richie Valens was a man. He was the man. Um, but we're leaving Big Apple, and I do an about face because I'm like, okay, I didn't really find anything. And I find the one comic that I was talking about the last time we were there was the entire run of Ultra by the Luna Brothers. Oh, super stoked. That was, I think that was a $30 find. Uh, I, I, we, I robbed them on that one. In each cover, because it's about uh, the press coverage of a superhero heroine that... Um, gets smeared in the press by some guy she hooks up with that happens to be some fucking paparazzo uh, reporter. Each cover is a different uh, homage to a famous magazine like Maxim, People, Time, uh, uh, not Omni, uh, Wired. It's gorgeous. I'm super happy about that. And I, uh, I think that was the other... I might have... Was might've, oh, I found my Todd McFarlane issue uh, 60 G.I. Oh, G. Joe. My G.I. Joe. Yeah, on, that was like on the one of the top on my list key there and um um anything notable you got there other than what we talked about because you didn't get any like super like giant finds like i did now i am trying to remember what else i remember i got those detectives i think i got some batmans but nothing nothing over the top notable i think you actually won that round I think I, cause I, remember, I found a couple mr miracles i found a couple original run mr miracles I also found some more at All Stars, but sadly, I didn't realize it. I ended up by the end of it, I ended up with three copies of issue nineteen because I picked up one in Amarillo, one in Lubbock, and I already had a copy here. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take one of those off your uh, off your hands if you don't mind. I don't care. <laughs> uh, by, uh, by the way, bucks, little man. put that shit in my hand. <laughs> By the way, uh, I already mentioned it before, but um, I guess I fell asleep on Trial Magneto 1 and 2. I thought I, had, I thought I bought them in Miss Morales. True friend style. Made sure I got hooked up today. Thank you very much. I'll make sure to give you your, your 8 bucks or 10 bucks, whatever. Is there, is there, is there, one with four ninety nine? one was three ninety nine. Is there a Morales surcharge? <laughs> Oh, hell yeah, there is. That'd be Batman and Robin number one. Yeah, I got that for you, brother. I actually have it uh, singled out, actually. Oh, nice. In one of the the best finds I got, and it's so stupid, but we were setting up uh, last Wednesday the the ring. Get on, I was getting my photo, my photo booth uh, studio set up. And on the stage at Mile High, and to the side, they have this big crate it's completely wrapped in cellophane, except for like one side, like you know, someone crudely opened the bag side of a bag of chips. It's, just, it's this big lot of comics they bought, 
And it was all a bunch of, like, small, white, dirty, you know, old short boxes. And right on the corner was a spawn short box that I never saw in my life. Didn't even know it existed. Uh, staff wasn't there to uh, buy it at the time. But um, first thing I did when we got to Mile High was make a beeline, grab one of the guys, make a beeline toward it. He's like, I've never seen this before. I'm like, I just, I don't care about the comics inside. I just want the fucking box. And... Taps him on the shoulder, and he's like, hey, this is actually one of the rarest spawn things ever. Um, I'm going to have to charge you 80 bucks for this. I'm like, I'm not paying 80 bucks. How about 50? I'm like, I'm not paying 50. I'll give you 35. And he's like, you one of the Mile High guys? Uh, one of the, uh, I'm sorry, the, one of the New Era guys? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll do, I'll do 35. Um, sells for nothing less than $100 on eBay. And, nice. And it comes in, a, like, they, I found, uh, I messaged my buddy who's really into spawn, uh, like, do you know if this exists? Because the fact that something spawn exists that I didn't know exists means it's fucking rare. And yeah. he found it on like some he found it on like some spawn verse like website that was like a real bush league like GeoCities like Rocket Mail type old school website. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was back from when Spawn was first created. It, it was, and I remember we, when he dropped me off. I'm like, I think this is originally because the image logo was the the fatter blue logo. And mm-hmm. like, they haven't used that since, like, the, the early, early 90s. And sure as shit, it came out around that time in, like, a... It, it was a gimmick where you could... It had, like, Ravage 2099 with it. There was a bunch of comics that weren't all Image, including Marvel. Uh, but Spawn number one was in there, and it's not even the nicest box in the world, but it's fucking mine. And all my cherry, like, prestige... Like, my Spidey 300, all my Ice Cream Man's, the Carnage, like, your... Uh, your Batman Robin number one that's sitting in that box right now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, what? You, but uh, you were talking about Crisis. What else did you get over at All Seeds? Uh, no, the Crisises. The Crisises were it. I also picked up uh, this month's issue of Hardware number three from Milestone, which is a now a subsidiary of DC. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Um, but then we went to over at uh, Mile High. I actually, randomly found a like. Found three issues of the Battle for the Cowl series. Most excellent. Uh, from Batman. And freaking randomly, like, I, one issue alone was, like, 15 bucks, and I was like, screw it, I'll get it, whatever, no big deal. And freaking turns out for some, so I, I asked a guy, because all three issues end up costing me, like, 12 bucks. And I was like, you know, not to give horse and mouse, but what's going on with that? Yeah. And he's like, do you want me to charge you full price? I'm like, no, I'm just asking, man. I'm just curious. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, they're 60% off. Okay. Don't know why. Don't need to ask any further questions, but I'll take a win. That, that was a serious win. I got that spawn, and then on the way to all the seeds, I just, I just, I don't know, I grew a third nut, and I'm like, I want that fucking preacher book, man. <laughs> I want that fucking preacher book. Uh, we're getting our big bonus. I've had some extra cash. And I was like, I bet I can get it for 150. And I was about to say 150, and I said 160. Just I don't know why I said 160. And he's like, well, I gotta talk to the boss. Go talk to the boss. He wants to pay 160 for this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got my preacher number one. Got my preacher number one. I'm so stoked about it. Like it. Nice. It, it, that was uh, that was immediately on the gram. Like, be jealous, motherfuckers. I own preacher. <laughs> I own preacher number one. Got some uh, back issues uh, that were I had. I guess I fell asleep on because you know when you like go through 
you're collecting and you got your pools and then you think you got them and then you're organizing shit and it's like there's a hole. Yeah, I hate that. Oh, that's I one of the, oh, I don't know why. I forget. That's when I found out. I randomly found out I had the first appearance of Hush, which is like, I think Batman 619 or 618, something along those lines. Yeah. And freaking, I randomly ended up going through it. And I was just looking. It turns out I had like all but like three issues of the entire Jim Lee Hush run. Nice. And I ended up being like, oh, now I have to get them. It's like, they're, they're like a pimple on your face the morning you go to like, get school photos or the morning of the prom mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's that fucking much of an emergency like you gotta get this shit taken care of yeah well same thing with freaking uh, when I got the first appearance of Nightwing which is uh in the middle of the Judas contract so I, and then I had to get all the other the other three issues of Judas contract now just to be like I've got the complete set cause deep down a completionist and that uh, that stuff haunts my dreams yeah more so than it should no, I get it, man. I was telling uh, Cody one of the newest uh, additions, uh, potential additions to Minefields we're going to start doing an anime and manga thing is uh, we've got one rule. Um, well, we've got two rules. Um, second Prince are for pussies. <laughs> Says the king of second prince. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I ain't got no second prince. Oh, sorry. Variant covers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You can't. Okay, it doesn't count if the artist is awesome. I'm not buying it because it's a variant. I'm buying it because the artist that laid laid it, threw it down is awesome. <laughs> That's different. second print. Second print. It's. I don't buy second print variants. Don't you fucking do that to me on air? You know we don't edit. <laughs> There's no edit button here. No, no, no edit button here. Well, Minefields After Dark is. No, that's completely what Minefields After Dark is about. Yeah, we. <laughs> speaking of which, man, we got uh, since uh, it's the holidays and comics are slowing down. Like, we're gonna have to extra time we get. Like later on after afterwards, we gotta start working on. Uh, do Do we tell them? No. 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 Not yet. No, this is still. This idea is still fundamental. We got to we're in the we're in the burgeoning stages of it. Oh, it's still gonna it's gonna happen. Yes, but it's not enough for you know we can we got to at least get freaking you know got to get into we got to at least get spoiler stuff before we get into spoiler territory. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, so we're not telling you something big yet. That's fine. All right, uh, before we called. Started the uh, recording. I almost threw down on a Batman number 226 from 1970. First appearance of the Ten-Eyed Man. Um, however, I was about to click buy it now on this $30 bitch here. And I remembered that my good friend Mr. Ed might have that over at Ed's Comics by the old creepy abandoned Kmart here in Colorado Springs. <laughs> The creepiest, most abandoned Kmart. Most abandoned. It's it's so creepy and abandoned. There's not even any homeless people outside, like trying to get in. <laughs> They're all unfortunately in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there is kind of one. There's a burger hot dog joint that we go to. That the same car is parked and like it was like one of the worst. Like I, I don't. For know. the record, as of Saturday, it's still there. It's still there. <laughs> it's still. It has not moved. In at least a year. It was there on Friday too when I went yeah. when I went to Ed's and uh, 
Well, first time we like. They, oh, did you finally pick up your first appearance of freaking uh, Anarchy? No, I did not. But thank you for putting it in the box because, dude, I threw down two hundred dollars at Ed's the other day, man. <laughs> I, I believe that was like seven bucks. No, I didn't even That's look. The I, 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 it was just there. I just was like making sure he was cool that I'm waiting on this, this, and this, and I got. I made sure to get all my pools that we just need not think I'm a fucking flake. But uh, yeah, that fucking car was there. Like uh, we. we we're trying to do a gimmick where we only go to like some local places to eat. We found a cool like burger hot dog joint uh, right outside of Ed's. And what's the gimmick? It's like four burgers, four small fries, four four cokes, twenty bucks. Like twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we got some good ass brats and we parked to eat and we noticed that there's a homeless person. Or the an, an unhoused person. Sorry, I hope I didn't trigger anybody. Um, an unhoused person sitting in their car, staring at us, like just chow down like fucking kings. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe that's uh, you know, that's uh, oh, Goblin RR. <laughs> a fam- Maybe a family member of his. Maybe you never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Not here to judge. We're no, we're unbiased. No, we're unbiased on that. We're making fun of someone else, but we just feel really bad because that car's been there for months. Maybe we just had a guess. <laughs> guess. Well, back to Ed. He made sure I got my McFarlane variant cover. It's not an actual second print. It's not a fucking second print. I don't fucking do that. Second print. It's <laughs> not a second print. God damn it. It's got the old school DC logo. It's not actually McFarlane. Every, everybody, please feel free to leave it down in the comments below whether or not it's a second print. The variant is, in fact, a second print. I say yes. I don't think you've ever pissed me off before. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the day. I don't think you've ever pissed me You've roasted me before with, with good cause, too, but I don't think you've ever pissed me off before. <laughs> First print variant, McFarlane Spider-Man number one homage of number 118. Go <laughs> see, fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> We're doing Fear State Omega, Batman 118, Batman 89 number four, Suicide Squad number 10. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is... That's that's not your couch. <laughs> Arkham City, the order of the world. The I'll have you know, six. my wife paid for this couch with my money. Of course she did. Yes, she did. I mean, it's our money, but nonetheless. Your money. And, and I'm but uh, may I reiterate? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, we'll. Uh, Revenge is best curve sold. <laughs> I can't even Curved fucking. Dolls. I can't even fucking do this burn. I'm like legit scrambling my brain. Variants are not fucking burns. <laughs> but regardless, even if they are, I do have Miracle Molly variant cover and regular new sin edition, just in case shithead here is correct. First and second print. All right. I think I know how to get you. <laughs> I think I know how to get you. 
What are you gonna do first? Let's let's uh, let's 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 hang <laughs> that, out. That's that's the dangerous part. Either you're gonna get me, or you're gonna, or either it's not gonna work at all, or you're gonna go way too far. <laughs> And then this is just going to be a horrible, horrible thing well, where we're just trying to, where we just end up eventually trying to murder each other. Well, Minefield is back three years later. <laughs> Why were we even mad at each other? Oh, because you said this. That really pissed me off, motherfucker. Beep! <laughs> Scene missing. <laughs> it's exactly what's going to happen. Yes, it is. I'll be, I'll be happy with that as long as we keep a kayfabe. <laughs> we had a good, we had a good run. Oh, oh, before we even get in the comics, new era. Th- this was like... Like, I felt we fell into our groove with the last one, but this one was, like, just money. It was a fucking amazing, like, if you're throwing in a DJ set, this was a dead mouse set. Match after match was cash money. Yeah, no, it was a great match, a great show, freaking seven great matches, freaking uh, Dr. Silver got the bejesus kicked out of him in the end, which was lovely. That was lovely. Um, That was lovely. Freaking, uh... Thought we were going to have a new 5280 champion, but uh, Jason Noel pulled through and retained his belt yet again. That was a squeaker. Yeah. Freaking uh, now Kincaid and Junsu was a barn burner. We thought it would be. That was an absolute bomb burner. Yeah. Bruce Rogers versus uh, Hunter Gray was brutal. Just just big hosses, freaking hossing, throwing meat. Freaking uh. People love them some Daddy Doom. Love Can't them, say they don't. Love them some Daddy Doom. Like, uh, I was going to buy one of her shirts, and I was like, yeah, I'll get it from her later. Because I just spent a shitload of goddamn money on fucking comic books and an, a cardboard box. I, I, I do want to point out, I believe this is that I believe that was the first time you've ever beaten me freaking on a hunt. Yeah, it was. You kind of you murderized me on that one. Yeah. So I, did, I got what I wanted, but... You spent substantially more money than I did. I wanted that. I want. I wanted that preacher comic for so long, man. You have no idea. Like, like the 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 fact that it was always dangled in front of my face. It was on the shelf, but I was obviously fourteen years old, and there were no way going to sell that comic to me uh, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, even like issue, like I remember seeing the one where they're holding the the dead face on the cover, and that was mid nineties and like that. No. But Wizard kept saying, like, if you're not reading this, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and it was driving me nuts. <laughs> it was driving me nuts. And I, But uh, I don't have the whole set yet, but I've got the number one. Nice. I've got the number one. I, I, I feel you, man. I freaking, I was the same way with uh, X, Uncanny X-Men 266 for Experience of Gambit. I freaking, I wanted that for 20 years before I got it. And freaking, uh, I got some uh, money from a car accident a few years back and first thing I did and my girlfriend at the time now my wife was like you know you're buying a comic book with your money I was like I have literally wanted this for 20 years yeah like this this is the this is the one self-indulgent thing I am going to buy myself with this money and I still have more than I still have about half of that money left oh really and freaking yeah Paid for paid for weddings with it. Paid for a car with it. Paid for a couple of college. Did, did you freaking, get a, uh, Did you get a Frank Azar for that one? No, no, I didn't. Not the strong arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So New Era was an absolute barn burner. We fell into our groove. A uh, couple of hiccups, uh, but that's okay. Every show. No, it was, a, it was a barn burner, guys. And if you are in Denver, we've got a, fa- a family friendly show. That doesn't mean, like, 
before we get in the comics, just it, the fact that it's family friendly doesn't mean that it's boring or you're watching an episode of Full House. No, it is. It, it's it's not crossing any lines or getting just that close. It's just good wrestling and good storylines. Uh, the fact that it's family friendly means you can bring everybody. That's it. Like. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't even want to call it family friendly because you get that full house vibe or something like that. No, it's just you can bring everybody. Have a good time. Uh, CM Rice was, uh, I forgot to ask her about this afterwards because it got so busy afterwards, but she was, uh, when she first got there, I'm like, hey girl, what's going on? And, you know, uh, she's one of my favorite people to see. And uh, she's like, I'm so excited. I've got non wrestling friends coming. I've, I've got, I, I put butts in seats today. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> awesome. She's like, I can't wait to see their faces when they see, like, how, like, the bearded lady. And I was I, just like, how excited she was. Really just, yeah. Family, we got to come up with a different word than family friendly. All inclusive is hot, but. Eh. All inclusive, uh, I. I mean, it is. Freaking anybody can come. We don't mind. We do have so, a bearded I mean, lady. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wrestling for everybody. Yes, sir. New Era Wrestling. New Era Wrestling. And our next show is coming up January 8th. Yep, January 8th. January 8th. Uh, $15. Mile uh, High Comics, Jason Street. But uh, which one are you going to do first, man? I, we've got a lot, like, because we missed, there was a lot of annuals we read and some things we wanted to get into. Before we get to Batman, uh, let's... We invested a shitload of money, time, arguments, uh, theoretical armchair booking, uh, excitement. This is coming out this week. I mean, Fear State has really encap- like encapsulated our life since like what June? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, they really they've been talking about it for a while. Freaking. Well, even then, before that, like Future State leading into Fear State, and then they're still doing Future State in Gotham because we didn't. We don't know that Future State has been avoided yet because Peacemaker Zero One is still on the land. Yeah, he's still out, out and about. Again, yeah, I mean it's you know we basically got like the last year in some form or fashion built around you know Scarecrow and what he was able to do. Like the whole thought process was that the uh, putting Gotham City into a Fear State so intense that the the city had to change and grow because of it like as a whole and that was that was the entire thought process behind it and it's it's a it's an interesting thought it's an interesting thought you know freaking like going through trauma and being stronger because of it we've all probably been through something like that at one point or another right you know in in reality you know, it's funny you say that uh, because at the end of the latest issue of Hellions, there is a Nightcrawler quote, or is it the latest issue? No, here it is. Yeah, it, latest issue of Hellions. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Latest issue of Hellions ends with a Nightcrawler quote. Trauma comes painfully, quick and loud. Healing is quiet and slow, but it does come. It does. Nightcrawler. Yeah. And no, I mean it. It's true. It's a hundred percent true, and it's and, and we've we've invested so much time, effort, and I, I I say that I say we the the amount we invested in it wasn't nearly the amount that we got from it because 
there have been long nights slaving over this. Uh, there have mm-hmm. been uh, hundreds of text messages talking about this. They're um, talking about trauma, and we, we like in hindsight, and it, like the reason I want to talk about it, not just because we invested so much, is that in hindsight, we have a lot of things to mull through. Number one, we've got a few different perspectives that are going on here. Batman, the ever, ever non-ending Avenger. He's, well, Blackest Knight, whatever you want to call it. I'm saying like, he's not stopping. He still believes in Gotham, despite the fact that shit always goes wrong there. It's a feral city. Yeah. We've got the uh, Miracle Molly, where she's like, she's more Matrix style. She's definitely cyberpunk. You know, mm-hmm. hey, let's, uh, rather than her her idea of how to deal with things is rather than deal with it, erase it, and then go join a vigilante group <laughs> uh, and listen to a lot of Rage Against the Machine and dress really crazy. Um, you know, they're, they're not really vigilante. They're they're more like uh, oh, anarchists. We've eh, got, yeah, maybe. We've got the ghost of Pennyworth, always the solid backbone for the people that matter, and the the beating heart of the old school, the the way things he wished things could go back to. And then we've got the cops that are just, they don't know what the fuck to do. Um, what do you think, man? No, I mean, I think you hit a lot of the right points, freaking... You know, you got you got multiple people trying to figure out a similar problem. The solution. Yeah. What is, what is the proper way to handle a rabid city like Gotham? You know, people are, you know, the people are scared. Freaking, you know, the lunatics just get bigger and crazier and badder. You know, what is the proper? I mean, that's always one of those big things. What's the proper way to handle? something like the Joker or something like, you know, Two-Face or even like the Ventriloquist. You know, these you you got some villains that are quote-unquote hokey that the that GCPD could handle themselves. And then you've got the like megalomaniacs, you know, like a Joker or a Bane that are just like, you know, subs, you know, way too big. You know, what is the proper way to handle them? Do you like let this vigilante do it and do what he wants? Right. Or do you, like, step up and try to, you know, utilize what you can to make it a better place? You know, it's really kind of a, you know, and even if you're the, if, if you're a person in the city, you know, do you move? Can you afford to move? Freaking, do you just, like, what do you do if your apartment, your apartment gets bombed by, you know, Firefly or whatever? Right. You know, do you freaking, do you fight back? Do you freaking, do you hide? Do you join a third party like the Unsanity Collective and have your mind erased and just freaking try to do your best to live your best life? Yeah, they, they, that was the easy out. Uh, they're, they're all trying to deal with, you know, trauma, but, like, they take it to another, like, higher state of consciousness. Is that, like, before Fear State, it was always like, okay, here's the big baddie, Gotham gets taken over, taken over. Uh, all the bridges, you can't get in, we're locked in, Riddler is going crazy, there's, you know, Joker war, and then, okay, things are back to normal. But this was acknowledging the fact that you're living in a feral city, 
And, mm-hmm. and the, the person that personifies that, uh, to me, the best is Clown Hunter. Okay. Is because the, he, he doesn't have, like, the penultimate, like, origin story. Like, his parents weren't killed by, you know, uh, a, a guy in the street. He's, he's just a pissed-off kid that just happens to be an orphan. Uh, his parents were swallowed by Gotham. Yeah, they were killed by the Joker. They were, but it's it's not a thing about the. Obviously, he's hunting the the clowns, but they. they, Batman was a victim of a of a thug in a city that was becoming more and more feral. He, Mm -hmm. his parents died in a time where yeah, any time, point or place when you're in Gotham, whether it's bright, sun's middle of sky, it's noon, you're on your way to get the lunch, and shit can go wrong. Uh, Yeah, it, it. it's it's there's a lot more layers to that, and how do you deal with it? Each one of these. Well, things- I, I I think you stumbled onto something interesting. Tell me, because like when Batman's parents were killed, when Bruce Wayne's parents were killed, like you said, it was a random thug. Yeah. It was Joe Chill, nobody, blah blah blah. Yeah, he barely has even a cool name. Yeah, but by the time Clown Hunters, uh, Bow's parents were killed. They were killed by this megalomaniac. It was a different, a different breed of villain. And I think the thing that the thing that's interesting is it goes back to that age old question: Did Bat is Batman born to fight the supervillains, or did the supervillains come to Gotham to freaking fight Batman? Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful point. And you know, if there was no Batman, would Bow's parents still be alive? Because then there wouldn't be a Joker. I I think it's an easy answer. Metropolis doesn't have that problem. No, I get, people. People, you know, Brainiac came after Superman. Parasite came after Superman. Yeah, but Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor just wants to be better than Superman. That is correct. I think they've got the exact same problem. No, no, no. You're you're, you're correct, but in a different way. Okay. Everything you just said was Brainiac showed up because of Superman. Uh, it's all because the, but they're all after Superman. It's like Metropolis isn't a feral city that you're gonna have to worry about getting robbed uh, any time of day. Like yeah, Gotham City sounds worse than what they painted for us and fell, mm-hmm. which was pretty goddamn bad. Um, yeah, in this one in Gotham, it's it's a free for all. Metropolis is like it. it at the most, just let's just we're trying to defeat Superman or rob a bank. It's not like the, the the citizens of Metropolis are not in constant fear, which I think is the point of Fear State. Uh, the way okay. that everyone is in in Gotham, and each one like the villains, the antiheroes, all answer, uh, all give their all give their supposed answer. And I think that of course, Batman being Batman gives the best answer is that he still believes in the city and these people still are people. And there's really, there's no stopping what Gotham is. And and I brought this up to you um, a couple days ago, just when we were talking on the phone randomly, was that Gotham City is a a full-blown character. And it's one of the reasons why I love Tinian's run. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong there? No, I think think you're exactly right. I mean, I think the... I think you did hit on something completely different. Like the city itself, 
no, the city themselves are two different characters. Like you, you think of Metropolis, you're thinking futuristic. You're thinking shiny and bright and clean. Yeah, it's New York. And Gotham, Gotham, you're thinking like, you know, like you know, you're thinking Gotham, like freaking dirty, dingy, crime ridden. Right. You know, everybody's trying to. Everybody's trying to get their piece of the pie, basically, literally by any means necessary. You know, I'll hurt you to get what I need. You know, you don't think about that when you think about Metropolis. No, not at all. Or even Coast City. Um, you know, there, there's Keystone City. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot of different cities within the DC universe, but Gotham is it's something else. And I really, it took me a while. I, I read Fear State uh, Omega probably three times. Um, mm-hmm. It, I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, I really think they did a really good job of tying the 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 knot and the bow in in regards to finishing everything up. Of course, Scarecrow had a contingency plan. <laughs> of course, he did. Of, of course, he did. And of course, Batman. Sh- uh, but I, I I thought I didn't think Batman would show up. I, like, there's been so many left left turns and random sucker punches we've had in, in the the entirety of it. Like. It's first and foremost, it's an Omega issue. Every the every time I hear about an Omega issue, I think about how lame the Age of Apocalypse Omega issue was. Um, oh, Prime. the The last one of that was Prime, right? There's Alpha. Prime Omega. was Prime. It was Alpha of the Omega, beginning, Omega at the end, and then Prime, Prime reached. Prime basically restarted. The right. X Men universe, right? Uh, I'm thinking of Prime, uh, but still, it, it still it still counts. Um, terrible artist, n- a hodgepodge of different writers. Yeah, this did not happen here. It was a bunch of different artists, and I really appreciated it. Um, but Batman was waiting, and I, I, I do. Did you realize the respect he gave Scarecrow? What do you mean? Like, uh, okay, so he foiled his escape, mm-hmm. saved uh, the poor, innocent, uh, armored car driver guys, but mm-hmm. he had his mask waiting for him. Yeah? He had his mask waiting for him, and, like, you know, bound with the Hannibal Lecter mask on, in the rain, Batman pulls it out and puts it on his face. Thank you, Batman. That was sincere. Yeah, no, he talks about being naked up until that point, yeah. That that was sincere. He wasn't, like, doing it to pull any tricks or uh, it reminds me of uh, the conversation I had with um, uh, Bobby, Bobby Venom, mm-hmm. about because he's a uh, correctional officer. It's it's about respect. Yeah, they're, you might be in command of them, but it's still about respect, and he showed him some respect, and I love the fact that, like, you know, commenting on the car <laughs> and it's not always the point of course it is and he gets you know he's he's getting the going to dry right in the batmobile that's pretty fucking cool i love looking at the inside of this like the holographics are popping out the the windshield the uh steering wheel reminds me of a, a modified version of the uh steering wheel from knight rider except more bat themed and they have a, they yeah. actually have a legit talk. Like they're 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 not being disrespectful like to each other. Batman could be like, "You piece of shit, fuck you," you know, pull over and beat the shit out of him. No, they have a legit conversation. It, it's it's not even a tete a tete. It's just like, yeah, I could have won. You know, I could have done this. He's like, no, 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 man, that's not what it's about. 
not 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 at all. And they don't, but they don't argue. There's no arguing going on. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a good conversation. And then, uh, what do you think about that that entire conversation? How it goes down? I mean, because like it's in the rain. It's so stylized, but. Did you feel it was disrespectful in any way, or do you think? No, I definitely didn't. I definitely didn't feel it was disrespectful. I think it was like two guys kind of talking after like an intense chess match. You know, like, you know, I could have done this. Oh, I could have done this. Well, I could have done this and this if you'd have done that. You know, like it's just kind of like it's two guys kind of like kind of jockeying for position, but at the same time, kind of like wanting to do it again down the road. Like I could definitely, I could definitely see them like almost looking forward to it. Cause you see, you know, we see that, but at the same time we're seeing where all the other, you know, characters involved in fear state are ending up, you know, we're seeing Simon Sane incarcerated and, you know, removed from his own board of Sane industries you know, we're seeing Miracle Molly doing uh can end up doing some time in Blackgate. Removing her like, eye. You know, yeah. Her her robotic yeah. eye. Yep. So she got a patch on her eye and you know, and they're talking about, you know, no doubt she's gonna be recruiting for the next generation of members for the uh for the Unsanity Collective. You know, while we got the other members of the collective, you know. Trying to set up new roots. Picking up new, picking up the pieces. I love it. Yep. And freaking, you know, while going back to Simon Saint, you know, we're looking at the, uh, the board, you know, trying to move in, move him to release Saint in a house arrest so he can work off his debt. I've been wanting to talk to you about this for, but well, it looks two like, it looks weeks. like at the end of, yeah, at the end of that table looks to be Amanda Waller taking over Saint Industries. Is absolutely Amanda Waller that fucking perfect bitch. <laughs> yep. So we're gonna we're about to see. Uh, so Saint Industries ain't going away anytime soon. That's for sure. I love her, dude. She's one of my favorite comic book characters. The more and more we get in the Suicide Squad, the more and more you 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 you've opened my eyes. I think she is one of my favorite. Like the number of first appearance, she's mm-hmm. one of, she's one of my favorites. Yeah, I know she's freaking excellent. I got all six issues of the that Legends run. I think I got two issues of number three, which is the uh, first appearance of the squad. Freaking, you know, we end up turning around and we see uh see them trying to piece back together Peacemaker One, and freaking he ends up busting out, murdering everybody, and freaking he's talking about how he's the only one who lived through Fear State. And freaking saw the other side of it. Now he's more evolved than anybody else. And he's going to save Gotham City. So uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more Peacemaker 1 coming up from what it seems like. So that'll be uh, that'll be super interesting to see what happens with him. God, this, this was so... It, 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 was, it tied everything you know into a nice little bow. But this was an emotional roller coaster of a of an issue. Like, you know, we right where you just left off, we turned the page and Selena's like, you know, looking to say goodbye to Poison Ivy and Harley and they're just like they rediscover each other and she's just they're holding each other. It's not they didn't do some bullshit, them making out, you know, 
you know, let me phrase that. They didn't do some fucking dude bro les out bullshit. They're holding each other. They love each other, and they finally they're finally getting some rest and some peace. Like mm-hmm. uh, I'm so envious of how at rest and at peace they are, and like the the facial expressions as they sleep. That that's amazing. Like <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a while. You know, just you know, I'm not gonna wake him up. Tell him I said bye. Ivy comes back and says, "Yo, you uh." You've got some shit to account for, and I can kill you. Yeah, right now. now she's talking to talking to Gardner now. Yeah, Gardner. Hints of things to come, more of the conversation. But then, uh, why don't you take point on this one? Because uh, I like your take on Ghostmaker more than what I talk about. Gotcha. Yeah, no, we, uh, you know, I mean, we got Clown Hunter over here kicking some ass as he does. You know, a bunch of people running away from him. You know, he's yelling, yeah, fear the clown hunter. And then freaking, uh, turns out Batman's right behind him. And then, you know, they have a little conversation here and Batman's trying to help him out. And that was just like, you know, you're the reason this all happened, basically. And then Ghostmaker presents himself and he's like, you know, hey, I can, I can help you. Basically, I can train you, you know. He's talking about, you know, I'm going to go for more visceral offer rather than some dumb emotional plea. You know, and he's just basically like, how would you like to learn to fight with a sword instead of a bat? You can't kill anybody, but you can still hurt him pretty bad. And apparently that that seems to appeal to young clown hunter. So apparently, uh, you know, Batman's going to allow Ghostmaker to train clown hunter, which you know, will either come back and, you know, Freaking uh, Clown Hunter will be amazing, or Clown Hunter's about to be- grow up to become Batman's worst nightmare. But it's it's uh, inter- it's kind of interesting to think that a uh, Ghost Maker will end up having basically his own Robin. That is something that we're gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and go on a limb and say like, don't uh, don't fall asleep when that happens because that that's gonna be amazing. Oh yeah, no. I, especially if we end I'm up taking a, you. if we, if we don't else. see him. Yeah, if we don't see him for like two years, and freaking clown hunter comes back just like a full grown. Oh, he's probably like sixteen right now. You figure maybe sixteen, seventeen, living on his own, freaking. But if he's got freaking, he's got two years of training with a noted sociopath. You know what? What happens to you know when somebody that can't really understand human emotion and basically has a sidekick. That's a wonderful idea because Bruce Wayne was emotionally capable to train Dick Grayson. He's it, it it could be argued, even though he's not Batman, he has been Batman before, that mm-hmm. Dick Dick could probably be a better Batman than Batman is. Well the the thing too though, you gotta remember, is freaking while Bruce wasn't emotionally available the way he could be. He had Alfred. Like oh, Alfred, oh Alfred God. was able to. Oh Alfred God, was able so to right. maintain that thought process. Oh, dude, you were so and right. Like, you were so right. But the thing is, Ghostmaker does not have an Alfred. Not at all. This He's kid's... got all these gadgets, all these tools, all these toys. But he has no emotion. And, and freaking, who's to say that freaking when push comes to shove? They don't leave Gotham, and he doesn't lift that kill rule. 
And freaking next thing you know, Clown Hunter has freaking years of training where there are no rules. No moral there compass. Are no, there are no limits. No moral compass. Yeah. No, no moral compass. That That is a wonderful... That's awesome, dude. Like, we, we should probably delete that if they haven't thought of it yet. Um, well, they can have it. I mean, I'm interested to see. I want to read it. <laughs> I want to read it. Uh, you realize that's Dr. Chase Meridian, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what a fine pursuit she must be. Oh, yes, she must be. Good quote there, brother. <laughs> Good quote. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got her first appearance, actually, now that I think about it. And for for the Lapras, if you've seen Dumb and Dumber, um, for the layman, um, that's that's uh, Nicole Kidman's character in Batman mm-hmm. Forever. And I don't think she has the moral compass as the Bat family does. And we've got, you know, the the, the fancier, more supercar as opposed to the tank pulling out. It's over. Yep, they got him to, uh, what are they calling it? Arkham Tower now, not Arkham Asylum. Now, that's why I want to talk about Arkham City, the Order of the World. Now, I'm only talking about this for a minute because if I... Obviously, you've probably read it already. You just need uh, someone to help you understand what happened, dear minefielders that are listening. Uh, but with the Order of the World, Arkham City, this is something that you need to digest on your own. And I'm going to give you the key to what's going on here is we have a ex-therapist, psychologist at Arkham who is leading the... He's, she, well, not 100% leading as as the ther- as the psychologist. She's leading the the uh, the investigation, helping the cops out about what actually happened on a day. Now she's talking to the cops. She's consultant, <coughs> but at the same time, she is harboring a known fugitive, the ten-eyed man. They have taken his story to the nth degree. She's helping up rounding up all the uh, inmates from Arkham that aren't the uh, A-listers. And Mm -hmm. she is currently harboring the Ten-Fingered Man in her apartment as he... Ten-Eyed Man? Yes, Ten-Eyed Man. Yes, thank you. Uh, He's able to move through walls, disappear. Uh, He's able to uh, teleport. And he's currently performing a lot of weird rituals which involve blood and rotted meat and collecting... uh, I don't know how to say this, but like, he took all her Tupperware. They're collecting air. However, what's going on here is the reason she's harboring him is because he t- he has mapped out the layout of Arkham Asylum, including the underlayers, uh, like the third basement down where they would have Solomon Grundy, mm-hmm. stretched it out, has a map of Gotham on the wall, drew the the diagram of Arkham Asylum and he's like this person's here and then boom they just they're there Mm. they expand on the origin of Solomon Grundy in this one that he because you know like born from the swamps you know all that good stuff he's he's a he's an amorphous idea that has been with Gotham since the soil was there when the first people that you know founded Gotham Started it. We've got a rogue Azrael hearing voices from God, and he's always right. 
the ten-eyed man is always right. She is betraying the the cops that she's working with, and she's got a major problem in her hands because that's all I'm going to say about that. She, one. Yeah, she gets caught. It's over. It's it's gonna yeah. It's it's over. She's gonna end up with with the people that you know she was incarcerating in the first place. This is one of my favorite books on the stand right now. Order the world. They even do the old school. It, it's not Vertigo anymore, but I can tell that the person that is de- graphically designing the covers along with the artwork is full on influenced by Vertigo. Hundred percent. It, it makes nice. Like, like to the point where I worry if my opinion on the comic book is actually valid because it reminds me of Vertigo so much. I should mm-hmm. be I should be questioned on it, but I love it. I, I love it. Um, which one do you want to do? When do you you want to stay in Gotham and do eighty nine, or you want to do uh, Suicide Squad? Well, let's do. Let's start with eighty nine. We got a uh, Bat- <clears throat> Batman eighty nine, four of six. You might as well call this issue the Rise of Robin. Oh, absolutely, he's got the Robin mobile, which, by the way, is a windowless van. So it's a bad idea, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm saying it's a great idea. Robin drives a no. windowless van. Yeah. I will figure out a way to convince you to get our windowless van. Mine feels this is a horrible idea. Well, it'll be, no, for, tra- it'll be for traveling. When your ass is on the way back from fucking Kansas City or Lubbock, passed out in the back on an actual mattress, not having to worry about nothing. Oh, the last thing I'm going to do is fall asleep in a windowless van. <laughs> well, you want to stop at any of those uh, skeezy Texas uh, rest stops, take a quick nap, ski? No. When, when I did travel back and forth, I would sleep in freaking hotel parking lots. Thank you very much. Okay, True those, story. Yeah, those are cool, too. At least those were well lit. <laughs> yeah, but the windowless van, it's night. It's nighttime all the time, baby. <laughs> I don't want to go nighty-night. That's not, that's not a good thing. Okay, okay. Tell us how cool Robin is. All right, so we've got freaking, we've got a group of people, we've got freaking, everybody's over here, and you got the cops, we got, uh, not rioters, but we've got people picketing, and we've got Harvey Bullock over here, who, uh, freaking Commissioner Gordon's trying to tell, or, you know, trying to tell him, you know, don't, you know, don't provoke these people. Don't provoke these people. All you're supposed to do is provide safe passage. And Bullock being Bullock is like, nah, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're too much static. You're dropping out commissioner. I can't hear you. Nah, dog. Nah. <laughs> Pretty much. And we see this guy over here in a van, purely a van. And it's like I just need to I just need to get through real quick before this gets ugly, you know. Thanks, officer. You know, I appreciate it. And we see this guy. He sh- he ends up throwing. Uh, there's ends up being garbage garbage bags in the back of this uh, in this random van. And you know he ends up throwing them at the cops' vehicles, 
and it turns out they are covered in paint, or the uh, the the insides of these bags are paint, and they just throwing paint onto all these officers, and some of these other bags have spray paint in them, and he's giving spray paint to the uh, the people, and you know things are going out of control. Well, you, you got to know that the, the people are peacefully protesting and demonstrating uh, that they are against how their uh, their small wing of Gotham has been being treated for years. And they get to the more meat and potatoes about that later. But uh, the paint is to uh, whitewash the cops. And also the spray cans are to... Uh, spray in front of their visors so they can't see and because they're they they've been given didn't bullet give them like order to shoot no yeah bullet bullet's all about it commissioner gordon's like you know gets out of his car congratulations bullock you just engineered the biggest cock up in the history of the gotham pd give me that bullhorn before i ram it up your ass now so have, bullet completely screwed up he yeah he's probably drunk <laughs> Probably. Probably. Uh, have uh, my question to you because I always forget to Google it. But have you ever seen? Because Marlon Wayans was supposed to be Robin, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever? Yep. Get a, did Did they ever show any uh, peek skis of what his costume was supposed to look like? I can't remember exactly, but I believe there are at least uh, drawn images of it. All right. Keep going. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, now we turn around. And we got the um, get the debut of Robin here. You know, and then we turn around and we were at the Batcave with Batman and his cat and Alfred. You know, and Alfred's letting him know about what happened. Oh, oh, one thing. And one, he's just one, one thing. One thing. Uh, before we get too far, uh, action figure knowledge here. So if you flip to the page where the penny shows up. And he's thinking, uh-huh. Bruce Wayne, Bruce, like, I, I, God damn it, Brucey, Bruce Wayne's, Wayne's, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, singular, is, singular, Bruce Wayne is, uh, by the way, check out Bruce Wayne's, one of the new era wrestlers, he's one of the best wrestlers we got, love the guy, he's got the best collection of socks in all of pro wrestling, yes he does, short of, short of Minoru Suzuki, Oh, completely. Uh, yeah, I, I, the reason I wear funny socks all the time is because Suzuki does it. Um, so he's he's holding the cat, but Selena's cat, <laughs> blatantly Selena's cat, blatantly Selena's cat. But if you notice at the bottom uh, left hand corner, uh, if you compare it, that that is the costume that the Bruce Wayne's costume. The action Bruce figure, Wayne's singular. the Bruce <clears throat> Bruce Wayne's costume is if you buy the action figure that's just Bruce Wayne. Ah, that's 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 the costume. That's an action figure throwback right there, guys. I was so pumped to see that because we never. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll send you a photo of it. Um, nice. Keep going. All right, so we go back to uh, to Barbara and her fiance Harvey Dent in the hospital, and Harvey's trying to force his way out of the hospital so he can go to uh, to go see the march. He wants to re- he wants to represent his you know you know his people. You know he want he needs to be there. He needs to be seen. 
And she's like, you can't, like, you literally can't do this. Like, you have to, you have to talk to the doctors and we need to get the reconstructive process started. And Harvey starts freaking out, you know, stay or go, go or stay. He's, he's like, I need my coin. I need to, I need to make a decision. I need to make my, this is how I'm going to do it. You know? And she's like, your coin, you know, this is one of the most important decisions you ever, you know, you'll make in your, your entire life. You can't leave it up to a coin. Okay, I see that. That is awesome. That's totally fucking awesome. I, 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 I didn't even own this. I didn't even own this action figure. That is an absolute someone paying attention. Yep. That's exactly what it is, too. And then he starts he starts singing uh, should I stay or should I go now? <laughs> and Barbara leaves and calls Bruce trying to get him to she know he knows about, you know, him and Harvey are friends and he's trying to get hopefully get Bruce to talk some sense into his friend. And next thing you know, we see Harvey sneaking out of the out of the hospital and freaking he finally takes the wrappings off his face. And we unveil Two-Face for the first time. And all Two-Face can say to Harvey is, what are you gawking at, pretty boy? I love this setup. I love this setup because it's only been a couple times we've really experienced the the tete-a-tete between Harvey and Two-Face and who really truly has control. I mean, they've done a few different times, but we've got the added luxury here that we are experiencing it with Billy D. Williams, what we were deprived of. It, deprived of. It's so funny that Batman 66 ended right before they were able to debut the planned debut of Two-Face. And, yeah. And it, that happened with uh, right after 89. They were just tired of Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, we end up seeing um, who's referred to as Drake. Um getting picked up by Alfred outside of the grocery store. And he's, he's talking to Mr. Otis, you know, and he's, he's making jokes. You know, if I don't come back, you got to tell everybody where I was headed. And Mr. Otis is just like, I, I'll, I'll remember. And Alfred ends up picking him up and taking him to Wayne Manor. You know, right after we find out that uh, in the newspaper, it says that Wayne Motors acquires Winston Automotive enforced buyout. New management denies rumors of factory shuts down, mass layoffs. And I believe that's where Drake currently works. Yes. Yes, and it is. And we get some more revelations later on, but before we carry on, because I'm a nitpick for details here, uh, he's wearing cross colors. Remember cross, mm-hmm. remember cross colors? Yeah, he's wearing cross colors, and he's got his he's got the uh, the tape deck and the headphones. Man, he he looks baller as shit. Like I, I love it. <laughs> and 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 to harken back to a lot of the times where we where I, well, I it's usually me about disingenuous uh, writing about like well, it's a, it's a black man playing Robin. I have no problem with a black man being Robin. I have a problem if it's being disingenuous, if they're just deciding we need a black Robin so we can make more money off the African-American community because there's a black Robin. 
No, this was yeah. a, this was organic. Even if they decided to actually do that, even if they actually did do that as a cash grab, this is mm-hmm. wonderful. He's he rules. Like, like they they don't make him some bullshit. Uh, he's not rapping. He's not you know. No, this rules. Like the, like I, I'm, yeah, it's not over the top. Yeah, even if it was over the top, it would still be awesome. Like he, he's they built the story up right. It it. it it's. I remember when we were packing up at New Era. Uh, it's a it's a hard conversation to have because I was talking to Jason Noel, who's going to be in the show in a couple of days, and also um, Damian Payne. Uh, you guys haven't seen Watchmen, and they're like the the TV show. I'm like no, and like I struggled. I did. I didn't say anything because I didn't know how to say it right because um, I was tired. But like, um, if I was a black man in America right now. Uh, United States specifically, uh, I would want to watch Watchmen, and because it absolutely justifies your cause. So many different things here, and we've got a Black Robin, and he's a fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I've you know, really enjoyed him so far. Freaking everything's been good. Okay, we see him come into Wayne Manor, you know, kind of kind of sketchy, talking about how many people you know, how many people live here, and. He's like Mr. Uh, Mr. Wayne lives alone, and just quick as a whip. He's like, you know, what about you? And you know, Dolphers like, I live here as well. The way he paused, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, it's almost like he didn't, you know, he didn't know quite how to answer that. But yeah, no, we see, uh, you know, he meets Mr. Wayne, you know, and he's like, thanks for meeting me. You know, he's always welcome. We're partners in crime. You know, and they kind of go back and forth a little bit, you know. And we find out that, you know, he's basically, uh, Robin, you know, Drake's figured out that Bruce Wayne's Batman. You know, long and short of it, he knows. Dude, I left my and ass he's, off. You know, you know and he's, he's trying to, he's trying to, you know, you know, Bruce is trying to make, you know, work with him and be like, nah, nah, it's not, you know, not it. And he's like, no, there's no way. And he pulls out this vial of what he claims is battery acid, which is the same stuff that took off Harvey Dent's face. You know, he's just like, I, you know, and I, he's like, I hope it wouldn't come to this. And he throws it at Bruce and turns out it's just water. And that's when he finally pull, you know, pulls his card and is like, ha, Batman. And then Alfred comes in. Alfred busts in with a taser. And funny enough, Bruce Wayne just like, you know, we don't tase our guest here, Alfred. It's okay. He's like, just help the guy up. Because at this point, they had started fighting. And actually, he ended up breaking a table. You know, and then before anything else, you know, um, Drake is just like, you know, Mr. Alfred, it's, it's okay. You know, he owed me one for the fire escape. And Bruce is like the fire escape. And Drake's just like, you know, you remember when you caught the notorious diaper thief? <laughs> and that that go that harkens back to I believe the first issue the first issue. Yes it was. And when he fucked yep, up. And Bruce that. is just like, I, I do remember. You know. And that's when he confronts Drake on the fact that he was the guy that took on the car co- the cops at the march. And Drake just looks at him and he's like, I had to. You weren't gonna. 
So apparently uh, he feels that Batman doesn't come to that part of town too much. And Bruce just turns around and is like, set another plate, Alfred. Uh, Mr. Winston here is joining us for dinner. I love it, man. It's not charity. He finally has somebody he can talk to. He, yeah. Selena, he, he can only do so much, but he just got he just got outsmarted by a fucking kid. <laughs> and yeah. didn't, like, yeah, um, it, like... I laughed my ass off, but it wasn't in in a any sort of um, way that would decredit what's going on here. It was just it was such a great tete a tete. Like he's like fuck you. I know who you are. He didn't even threaten him and say I'm going to tell everyone. He didn't. Yeah. He understands why he kept it quiet. He just wanted to hear it from the mouth itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, we do a quick little thing where we find out that uh, Barbara Gordon's at work the next day and turns out the computer lady's there and it turns out the <laughs> computer lady is one Selena Kyle. Who's still very concerned you know. about what happened to old Max back in uh, Batman Returns. It, keep me posted on that, bro. <laughs> this was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, they kind of they go about a little bit and freaking um, she gets, you know, Commissioner Gordon, or Detec- Detective Gordon in this one? Uh, Barbara, nonetheless. She is. is uh, she, she's got to slide out, and she leaves Selena to look at the computers. And she's just like, Selena's just like, you know, don't worry about it. You know, she, she comes back, she's like, Selena's like, don't worry about it. You know, as long as I'm here, I'll just, just going to give your, you know, scan your hard drive for you. And she pulls out a, uh, Pulls out a hard a, a disc, and freaking get out the old uh, Oregon Trail, Carmen San Diego. Yep, it's got the I don't know. It's got the uh, the cat logo on it, showing that we still know who she is. Obviously, no, that's Max Shrek's logo. I thought so. But yeah, then we turn around, and next thing you know, we're looking at another computer, but this one's got Harvey Dent on on it. You know, and he's, you know, but yeah, he's, he's looking for information, it looks like, and he ends up knocking out a couple of police officers and running from the cops, and they end up running into the sewers, and they end up finding a half-completed uh, sewer, t- or uh, subway tunnel, and apparently this is going to be their, uh, Two Faces' new base of operations, because half of it is completed, heading to Burnside, and the other half never got finished. So perfect for Two Face. Back to what I was telling Noel in Pain was, you should read this as a black man because that that's a perfect like. I get the I get the metaphor visually and uh, you know language wise here. But he's st- he's st- like half the the half face that's damaged is staring into the unattended spot. In in terms of the the where it's going to help out the African American community in that area, light years. It, it, it's not mm-hmm. preachy, but it makes it makes a great point visually and. Uh, with Dent struggling, like he's like, you know where we're going, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, you know where we're going. 
Mm-hmm. Keep going, brother. Sorry, I'm just I just love your points here. I'm just trying to chime in when it's appropriate. Oh yeah, you're good. But yeah, no, we end up uh seeing Bruce and Drake having dinner. And freaking just kinda they're still kinda going back and forth a little bit. And then Drake's just like uh, holding up a glass of wine, talking about, you know, we can talk philosophy all night, but I just really want to see the car. I want to see the car. And then Bruce ends up taking. I'm sorry. I'm right. I'm right. I thought it was just like the color wise. uh, Before he gets to see the car, uh, his jacket's open open a little bit. Cross colors, a hundred percent cross colors. I thought I was just reaching on that one. That is full cross colors. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, he ends up walking him down to the bat cave and just kind of, you know, they kind of talk a little bit about the environment, you know, talking about how uh, the majority of the cave was just there. He just kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Basically, Alfred cleaned it up. Damn guano. And they take they take a look at the car. They take a look at a, a bat cycle. And, you know, Drake's just like, you know, I, I get it. You know, I can't, I can't ask you to rat yourself out. You know, you've got too much to lose. I understand that. But this town's going to boil over unless somebody keeps a lid on. And he's like, and Bruce is just like, and? And as they end the issue, Drake's just like, and I'm going to need a helper. And then they title the next issue, Robin and Batman, the man wonder. I popped. I totally popped. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was excellent. Did you ever watch the um, why the Tim Burton Superman didn't pan out documentary? Uh no, I never did. It's it's actually really interesting. Like uh, the storyline is that Nick Cage Superman? Nick Cage Superman. Okay. Um, I I truly feel like this is like the the people involved here really took some care on this one like i i don't feel this is a cash grab i don't feel this is a uh uh they're about to release batman 89 next three years from now probably before probably before we get to see black adam but <laughs> uh um, but the, the the care involved in here every little bit like what did you think about when he calls him out on being Batman and immediately wants, you know, is okay with him going in into the cave. Did you find that reckless? I, I can see it being a little reckless, but it kind of reminds me of Tim Drake, really. Like, Tim Drake was the guy that figured out who Batman was. He figured out who the original Robin was, being, you know, Dick Grayson. So, like, I kind of got, I got to get some Tim Drake vibes let alone the fact that the guy's name is Drake Winston. Of course. But Tim Drake didn't have a really cool windowless van. I'm just saying. Yeah, his dad was rich. He had way cooler cars than a windowless van. Windowless vans are awesome. One day I will sell you on this. And I'm going to replay this to you. <laughs> and if you do, I will... No. no. Just no. Just no. I'm not even gonna, not even gonna dignify that with a response. It's okay. I know it's unexpected. It's probably not gonna happen, but I've got faith in myself. And in your in your love of windowless vans, I, I, I've always wanted to. I've always wanted the 18 van, man. But uh, is it, that's 
That's a pretty deep dive into Gotham, man. The, the only thing I can think of that we didn't really touch on was the fact that the destruction of the Magistrate happened in the pages of Nightwing. And yeah. It, and it didn't happen in the pages of Detective or Batman or some bullshit one, one-off destruction of the Magistrate. No, it happened in the pages of Nightwing. And it, it the reason I'm bringing it up is because... I, I still have a sour patch taste in my mouth about, you know, buying everything that happened in Siege and Secret Wars and, uh, but definitely not, uh, Flashpoint, but, um, it validated everything. Extreme things happened. It, it like, th- yep. this, this wasn't a, uh, a side story that happened. It, it, it happened right then and there in a, in a book that you might have been invested in maybe only reading the, the, the core issues of Fear State, uh, you know, just to keep up because you didn't want to buy every solid, you know, small random issue, but it mattered. Yeah. It, it really mattered. And, that, uh, you know, I called Ed and said, you know, everything that says Fear State, I'm going to put it in my box. And he delivered. And you paid. And, oh, I paid. Oh, I paid. <laughs> I paid. Uh, you, got, you got your 20% discount, though. Oh, don't forget about that. Absolutely don't forget about that. He will also make sure to hold issues for you if you don't have the cash for it at the moment. If he trusts you. He'll also make that's true. I got, that's, how, that's how I got my first experience with Mr. Sinister. He's got all my McFarlane's holding right now. Uh, only like four, four out of them I need yet, but... We gotta get on. We gotta get Ed on the podcast. Yeah, we should. We should get Ed on the podcast. Um, find out when. Find out when he is available. When his old lady isn't expecting at home in an hour, and he we just turn the recorder on, you know, with our excellent mics, and we get the Sorny. <laughs> uh, record all yeah, that. We do. Record all that, and while we're talking, we're probably gonna just like. <laughs> Interview him. I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, don't mind us. We're we're digging. <laughs> oh, you, I guarantee you, the one person on the planet that won't mind that we're we're still paying attention to you and talking to you, but we're still like feverishly like going through all the boxes we don't get to because going through all those back issues, <laughs> going through those all those thousands back issues. and thousands of back issues. As, as he does, the Mister Burns, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> this was my plan all along. Yes. Yes, let, I will gladly talk on your podcast as you kindly as you shop. As you kindly shop. <laughs> Everybody wins. The more and more we talk about it, I know we laugh. Like, can we just it. shop by ourselves? we just shop by ourselves for an hour, Ed? It'd be lovely. He's like, yes, yes, you may. No, we need no, we need five hours in that store. Maybe six, because there's going to be a few times where, like, I'm going to pull something out and be like, I think this is what I think it is. Look it up. And then, or I'm going to find something that's on your list. This is what you're, Morales, this is what you're looking for. <laughs> Which issue? Uh, oh. Which issue? Five, five hours alone in a comic shop. I wouldn't even know where, like, probably, like, Back issues of Uncanny X Men or 
Definitely Batman or Detective would be top of my list. I want only three. She's a spawn in any and all Chaos Comics that are in random random bins because you can't just shop for Chaos Comics. You have to find the the gold vein, like old gold digger style. You don't and all the second prints. Don't forget you want the second prints. Oh, the second prints, man, because I'll sell them to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> My mother has never owned a second print in her life, I'll have you know, kind sir. You take that back. That's Mrs. fighting words. Mrs. Cena Morales is a saint. <laughs> exactly. My, mo- my mother would cut your tires right now for saying such heinous things about her. Well, good thing for me, I got those uh, Walmart warranty. <laughs> Jeez, I got no comeback for that shit. God damn it. No, like, I had no such, you don't. I had such a goddamn long day. I had zero, zero comebacks. I either, I either no-sell you or fucking roast you, and I'm, I'm like zero for ten today. <laughs> oh, yeah. On and off the podcast. Oh, but... Oh, excuse me. I'm the one that told you, eat peace, motherfucker. <laughs> when the that was like three days. That was like two days ago. That doesn't even count. Oh, you motherfucker. When you call me drunk as shit, like we just finished watching it. <laughs> eat peace, <sighs> yeah. Eat peace, motherfucker. That was awesome. Like, uh, I love the fact they're keeping up, not because I like John Cena in, in his tidy whities but I love the fact that, like, he just keeps getting caught. Like, it's just a, just a, it's a running joke. <laughs> just, like, right, just happens being his tidy whities all the time. The fact that his dickhead dad is played by the fucking T-1000, also the dickhead dad of Johnny Cash. Um, this show looks amazing. <laughs> Like, like, and, and the fact that they're they're taking the the our love of beefing up F G lister people, in 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 making them A listers, and without the the snarky bullshit, this is James Gunn directing all this shit, man. This looks like yeah. I, I, I'm every time I watch them do anything, I, I get so jealous about how much fun it is to to do a project with all your friends. Like we we talked about Adam Sandler yeah. movies. Like Adam Sandler movies, they are what they are. You have your favorites, but he really only does them to be with his friends and make a couple extra books on the side. Uh, but it's all about them having like a fucking hoot. That's really all it is. You're right. We really do need to get James Gunn on the show. I will. You know, I'm gonna. I'm going to email him every day, every day until he says yes. Um, and I know it can happen because I'm thinking about the story about how Nine Inch Nails got bought out by Interscope from TVT Records. The owner of, of Interscope called the owner of TVT Records every single day for two years until he Urkel wore him down. See? It could happen then. But let's, let's, and then we get cameo appearances on Suicide Squad too. Oh, dude! I like, like I just want to be a corpse. <laughs> I just want to be a corpse. Like, like let me be like a hacked up corpse. Uh, I always think about, uh, and this is a gimmick for me actually. Uh, my friends that make movies, I always tell them like, uh, if you have a movie where they need a dead body, let me do that because uh, Andrew Kevin Walker, who uh, wrote Eight Millimeter, Sleepy Hollow. He's actually the first dead body you see in Seven. 
And he wrote seven. Oh, nice. He wrote seven. He's the first dead body you see. That's what he asked for. He didn't want any, a Hitchcock walk in his poodle moment. He, mm-hmm. he, wanted, uh, he wanted to be a corpse, and uh, I want to continue that gimmick. But um, I'm looking at this issue of Suicide Squad, and I feel like an asshole because before we started recording, I'm like, yeah, we can maybe breeze over this. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Every little bit of this was fucking cherry, man. Like, Except for Ambush Bug. I hate Ambush Bug. I really thought he was pretty funny. <laughs> he tries too hard. It's, like, his entire gimmick is that he tries too hard, but... <sighs> but nah, yeah, we we open up with the origin of Calibra. You know, she was just... Her, the whole. I love the fact that they they built on this from previous issues when they talked how sad she was. That she realized when she died, she went to hell because she was a bad person. And then, like, an issue or two later, we find out why that mattered. Of course. Like, her her mom's whole thing was that she just wanted her to be a good person. And, like, she threw herself in front of a snake to save her mother. And freaking her mom paid, uh, like, the government basically was like, you know, hey, we'll save her. You will save your daughter. But we're gonna have to experiment on her, and they did, and they made her, you know, into you know a villain, and she broke the law, and she got caught, and she went to jail, and she freaking ended up joining the Suicide Squad, and it just ended up like her one good deed, just like the Joker, one bad day, and the rest of her life she was a villain. One bad day. You know, here she here she is in space, just trying to redeem herself, so the next time she dies, she can be a, you know she can die as a good girl and go to heaven. And that is just that is just a fantastic like, because I don't believe she I don't I don't know Calibra, right. so I, I think. Her first appearance might have been Suicide Squad number one. We saw her at the and club. And we're only a on issue times. ten. We saw her where? We saw her at the club a couple times, but not in Suicide Squad issues. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, no, we uh, so we end up seeing the team in space. They're outside of Oa, their ship has eru- their ship exploded, and they're being attacked by this um band of Thanagarians who are Hawk uh, Hawkman's people. The winged people. And, you know, freaking, we got Major Force, who apparently is the leader of this mission, utilizing Black Siren as a human shield. And freaking, they basically just get their asses kicked. To say the least, man, like, this was... What happened to them in the depths of space? And uh, help me understand this here. Why does a bizarro Superman need a breathing apparatus in space? Because he's a Bizarro Superman clone? Okay, so Superman doesn't need breathing space, so that means Bizarro Superman does need to breathe in space. Basically, yeah. So that's why when we had Bizarro Superman at the commentary booth at New Era the other day, when everyone said, oh, I said he's bringing good luck, and then a few other people said, no, 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 he's bringing bad luck, which means it's good luck, which means the show's going to yes, be awesome. Yes, because it's bizarro, yes, exactly. Yes. Well, how come, and, and I've always wondered this because I loved it when they said it on Superman, when he, he says, 
uh, Seinfeld. He says uh, he doesn't say goodbye. He says uh, he says hello. Oh, shouldn't it be bad bye? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It should just be Mahalo every time. Mahalo, Mahalo means both hello and goodbye. Mahalo. So, From so my brief, my my limited understanding. So bizarre so, Superman. I think Mahalo is it doesn't matter. Hawaiian. All right. And you're racist. So that's the second time we got canceled. We never usually do anything until we get canceled by three times. We gotta we gotta pass oh, three. Racist. We gotta pass three crashes before we're okay to make sure the rest of the night's gonna be okay. I passed two cars getting towed away on the way home from work. I'm like, well, if I don't see a third one, I'm crashing. Um, well, I actually passed the third one. Um, that poor guy that got hit by the motorcycle. At least it wasn't You're us. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. Listen, <laughs> I've never, I've never seen Little Giants. I hate you so much right now. It's the best. I hate you so much. It's the best Rick Moranis movie ever, where they they fight the great Bambino and Icebox goes and runs the touchdown in for the Lakers. I'm gonna he bitch man. <laughs> it's the Sandlot, you dumb motherfucker. I know, I know. Why didn't you guys just knock on the door? I wouldn't got it for you. That 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 movie is actually a movie about nine little bastards terrorizing a poor defenseless pit bull. They just wanted their ball back. Well, they just wanted their ball back, but you know, it landed in his yard. All right. Anyway, back to the squad. Back to the squad. So they they end up getting eaten by a gigantic Godzilla construct. Created by the female Green Lantern from Far Sector. Correct. Who is currently kicking ass as the main character in the pages of Green Lantern. I got caught up. She rules. Nice. So the next thing you know, we're in Science Cell 0803 classified in jail. And they're talking about how they are the worst Suicide Squad ever assembled. And then, for, and then Black Siren's like, have there any, ever been any good squads? And then Ambush Bug, in the one funny line in this entire issue, is like, I'm a big fan of the Ostranders run myself. Because he was correct. I actually picked up several issues of that today, actually. Was he correct? Uh, Ostranders run's pretty, pretty good. Uh, I'm a big fan. But it turns out that uh, Nocturna and Match, who is the clone Superboy end up sharing a cell and she's like hey you know on the upside at least we're finally alone and she ends up kissing him so help me understand here help me understand here how did they I I missed a few issues he was human he was human looking white boy from wherever Mm -hmm. and what was keeping him from looking like a bizarro what did Amanda Waller do to him I assume it was her. There was basically a, um, there was basically something he was, uh, a medication he was taking that was keeping him fully Superboy. It's basically, 
almost like the uh, the Lazarus resin from uh, Task Force Z. I really feel like this is just kind of a big thing. Oh yeah, it totally is. And freaking um, because funny enough, Nocturna actually used to be is an ex girlfriend of both Batman and Batwoman. So she gets she gets around. Hey, you know she she, but, made, uh, she yeah. made a few mistakes. You can't judge her for that. Yeah. But no, freaking um, yeah. It's basically the basically the resin that keeps him. You know, he was Superboy, and like the further away he gets from it, the more and more he basically disintegrates into what he is. Because he's basically a crap clone of Superboy. Poor guy. But it turns out this is turns out this is all part of the plan. And freaking Major Force is just kind of laughing to himself. And turns out they're right where Waller wants her to be. Or wants them to be. Because on top of the uh, Superboy utilizing some semblance of the resin, Calibra is also utilizing that to keep her alive. And without it, she ends up dying. But now that she's dead, she's able to find what they're looking for. And, you know, she's like, you know, what am I looking for? And Major Force is just like, you'll know when you see it. So, you know, at the same time, freaking Ambush Bug is talking with, uh, I remember what his name is, like Vordick, I believe, or something along those lines. And he's over here trying to remake their ship at the same time that they're trying to, you know, Kaliba's trying to find what they're looking for and freaking, you know, get everything together and complete their mission. But, uh, Vordick, or whatever his name is, is, uh, they make the ship, he makes the ship back up. And freaking Calibra's, you know, her, her spirits going through the, the the jail. And then, you know, we have an oh shit moment where she finds what she's looking for. And it's the black hand. Ooh, I popped. I popped. I popped so hard. Like it, uh, yeah, we we just been talking about Blackish Night this past weekend. Yes, yes, we. That's I don't have all of them, and I went through some boxes. I don't have all of them, so that is actually, um, honestly, that's putting my Dawn Hunt on the back burner. I want all the Blackest Nights. I want every one of those motherfuckers, every single fucking one of them. Nice. But yeah, next couple of pages, we find out that the uh, the squad has escaped onto the ship with the black hand, and Calibra is back inside her body. And you know, they actually they actually won. They completed a mission, and they're on their way back home. But the whole time, uh, Match, you know, Superboy, is telling Nocturna, "We're getting the hell out of here, no matter what." And we find out, you know, freaking Dr. Rodriguez is talking with Amanda Waller, talking about how uh, both packages are inbound. And Waller's like, I finally got all the pieces I need. And she's like, do you realize what that means, Miss Rodriguez? And she's like, nothing can stop me. But the last page we see, we got Rick Flag, We've got Mirror Master. We've got Cheetah. We've got the Parademon. And we've got possibly General Zod in the background there. 
as well as the fishermen. So we've got uh, two opposing squads going up against each other in the near future. This is, this is such a work, man. Amanda Waller knows exactly who's going to turn on her. She's no dummy. <laughs> well, she definitely knows Flag is, but does she know? I mean, does she know about everybody else? Does she know who? constitutes everybody else. I'm armchair booking this is she's counting on them trying to kill her and still finish the mission for them to finish the mission. I feel like she's putting herself as the carrot in front of the horse for both the teams to perform each task that they want that she wants them to do but be able to kill her at the end or at least bring her to justice. And uh. Like the, the, yeah, the thing you gotta remember too is we still have Peacemaker floating around as well. We and also Bloodsport. After the the Swamp Thing thing, yeah, I, I agree. But I, I in no way would ever put it put anything behind Amanda Waller thinking that you don't know what she what she doesn't know what you're up to. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. It it it, 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 it like the the. It's so obvious to me the way I got mad that in the latest Ghostbusters movie that Ray didn't believe Egon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Amanda knows what's going on. She's counting on it. <laughs> She's counting on it. And she'll get what she wants. Um, man, I really popped hard after... <laughs> The Arkham thing, uh, the Fear State thing. She's there, ready to collect Simon Saint. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Why wouldn't she be on the board of Saint Industries? She's Amanda freaking Waller. She's Amanda fucking Waller. But we got last but not least, Batman number one eighteen. Where I bought the first print variant issue. First second print. print. Second print. First print came out the same day. You <laughs> bastard. Um. Alright, so we were on the phone we were on the way actually this is like I think I think our last thought before uh, We were on the way to buy Josh a new hat. Oh yeah, a new hat. Cover up my bald spot. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're about to drop me off. I'm like, you realize this is the 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 last this is our first issue without Tinian. And I'm going through this and the artwork is grade A top notch. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. The one thing I noticed that I feel that they're doing to help us ease the transition is the color schemes here. There is... This is full Technicolor. In, mm-hmm. in different lighting, like, and they really let loose with that. Uh, after Capullo, they did pretty well with the color palettes, you know, with City of Bane and all that, and metal and that sort of thing. Yep. But we're in a, a city that's constantly at night, and they the artwork is amazing. Uh, I, I'm frankly blown away by how good this is, because I was really expecting it to be like a X-Men Prime, like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, get the D-lister guy to finish up something quickly while our A-lister guy is taking over the new thing, but... I'm looking at this, and, you know, Batman's rounding people up. We've got those uh, two dummies in the in the L. I think that's Batman. And, yeah, that's, a, that's Batman. And illuminated by the uh, 
the by fire, the fireworks. The, by the fireworks. I, I really loved everything about this issue. I, I, I thought I was going to hate it because everything on the on the rag sheets. That was my Tinian. Yeah, not Tinian, but everything on the rag sheets was saying, you know, he leaves the city. Like, oh, is he, what is he going to go to New York? He's going to go to Metropolis and let I Am Batman handle shit? No, he's not. Like, I Am Batman barely knows Babs. Not going to happen. <laughs> not going to go to Burbank. Not going to happen, yeah. Be West Coast Batman. Uh, Aww. <laughs> and, uh, no, it, it didn't disappoint, but we've got Batman after dropping off Scarecrow and the... I love it. It's not as good as when it happened or as meaningful, but after Fear State, like, full-on Gotham is ready to party. They're not ready yeah. to party just to, like, do a bunch of coke and blow and, and get drunk. No, no, Fear State is over. That is an absolute reason to fucking celebrate. And we don't see who who's organizing the fireworks. We see just people just being people and happy that the... One of the worst things ever happened was over, and turns out uh, a deletant ball going on, and the theme is Batman villains. This this party scene here, it's so ridiculous to me. Like everyone's in their different iterations. Like uh, we got uh, right above the uh, the crystal ball, we see mm-hmm. uh, Joker fresh out of Arkham before he cuts his face off. We uh, about three inches over. We've got uh, Batman animated series, Mister Freeze. Like they really went all out on this. Like in my fa- my personal favorite is the uh, the Husky Man Bat. Husky Man. In the middle, uh, in the middle on the floor. <laughs> I never got that. He's got a big old fucking gut. Yeah. <laughs> and we we also have a Husky uh, Riddler next to him. Yep. And a little bit further down, uh, about like 15 degrees, is Batman Animated Series Joker. Joker. A little bit further, we've got Batman Animated Series Scarecrow. I, lo- I love the amount of poison ivies. There's about a good One, four two, to three. seven po- poison ivies I see. We got a Jim couple Lee. of two faces. We got Jim Lee Catwoman uh, above the banner. Mm-hmm. We've got. Uh, yeah, several Two Faces. Surprisingly, I, 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 I like I like the one solitary Hugo Strange. Oh yeah, and and to the far right we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mister Freeze walking in with Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that uh, there's a Bane, but he is shorter than the Scarecrow and Poison Ivy in front of him. In between this one, this is just a, this is just a fun page to look at. That's their kid. It might be. And there's there's one gender bent Mad Hatter talking to the Batman the animated series Joker. Yes, there is. We got Mr. Zaz like going in the way, about to make out with a, another poison ivy, and but we only have one killer croc in the atmosphere here. Yep, you can do so many things with Killer Croc, so, sadly. No one showed up as fat. Solomon oh, there's Reddy. one Rachel Ghoul, too. Where's the Rachel Ghoul? Uh, 
uh, behind the man bat. <laughs> there's skinny bean, and then there's right right next to him. Let's see. And I think there's a Julian punch behind the man bat. Uh, half an inch to uh, the left of man bat is a hush. The one hush, yep. One hush. We got pre-nightfall uh, Selena Kyle right above the rail underneath the chin of the biggest prevalent Riddler. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got Skinny Bane in line to his backside to get in. I see that next to a uh, Jim Lee-looking two-face. Yes, sir. This is one of those things you can just probably stare at for a good 20 minutes and just constantly find different things to just kind of, like, look over. Where's Waldo? Like, I'm not trying to be snarky. Like, uh, there's there's something they hid here. I swear to God, there's something we're missing. I can see it. There has to be. They have the scarabs as... I feel like just be like a random Stan Lee appearance. Yeah. Bill Finger in the corner, just drawn, all pissed off. Alright, so, uh, yeah, these asshole billionaires are throwing in villains of Gotham. Firefly shows up. <laughs> uh, I love. And you the notice, f- you, you'll notice nobody is Firefly. No, no, no one is absolutely Firefly, but I love the fact that the entire time this is happening, because Babs has had her entire system being shut down. She's just running this shit on her fucking laptop waiting for Nightwing to get home for some yep. nice nice. And Batman gets discovered. He's Killer Croc. Firefly lights him up, melts his cosplay, doesn't touch his regular-ass clothes, his, his costume, and we've got a few different Jokers coming at him. Yeah. I love the fact that freaking Batman throws or Killer Croc throws that high kick, and he's like, "No, there's that Croc doesn't move like that." Nope. But Batman sure does. Riddle me this, Croc. <laughs> Let's screen and run it over my fist, broken nose. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Firefly's reaction to it being Batman. Ah, oh, shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> like, uh, we were ready. I, I don't know about you, but I was ready to hate this issue. Yeah, I mean, it definitely happens, man. Freaking, you know, new writer comes in, you're scared. Like, I didn't. I wasn't. I remember not really like being. I remember being upset that Tom King left, yeah. and then that's when Tanian took over. And Tanian's run was amazing. It was amazing. You know, so I mean, freaking, you know, it'll never be, it won't be Tanian's run, but it could be just as good easily. You know, this is by any, you know, any, you know, any estimation so far. He did a, he had a good first run. So we'll see what happens. Now, I love the fact the the vibration you're going at right now is we're not ready to full on hate this. We want things to be good. And it's like, Everything here was a lot of fun, and he, he 
Lil Punchline wants an autograph for their missing front tooth for Santa Claus. And, uh, well, aren't you going to party afterwards, you know? don't. You, what, what do you do after the end of a, a major caper? And it made me feel justified in my life because this next page afterwards is basically you and I and Colin after any time we do anything limit pushing. Like, the, mm-hmm. they're, they're them smoking a cigar after, you know, a big caper that the signal's on. He's just watching Tim Drake laugh, making out with his woman. Him and, and Soups are chilling, no masks on, smile, or just playing fucking chess. Like, it's all about family. Like, uh, yep. I had a friend at work ask me, uh, like, why, don't we, why don't you want to go to this con? And I was like, I slammed the door shut on those days when I turned 30. And when I see, when Babs asks him, what do you do? He's not drinking, he's just enjoying his family. I love this panel. The, the whole page. And then, you know, we, we get the extra thing that really made me happy was, you know, Babs is just on her Mac sitting on the couch in Bloodhaven. And Nightwing shows up and he's got coffee and probably some... some and bagels. And bagels. A bagel. And bagels, yep. Time to just chill out. Batman Inc. arrested. It's Okay. I didn't read any of Batman Inc. I had, like, it looked whack to me. Because it came out, like, what, 10 years ago? Maybe 12? Yeah, it was a new 52. It was a new 52. So, uh, I've read a little bit of it sparingly. But, yeah, no, it freaking turns out that uh, he's going dark for 48 hours. Freaking, what he sees at the, uh, turns out Batman Inc. basically has been arrested. This is the, uh, the Club of Heroes, at least they were until Batman got involved, and he ends up going in and finding uh, this dead body, or the uh, the crime scene anyway, and this detective's looking at it, and she, you know, he's just like, don't touch that. And she's like, oh, you're just probably just trying to clear the name of your friends, and he's like, no, they definitely did it. But why? You know, who killed, who killed this guy, Abyss? You know, and we turn around and we find out, you know, like I said, they they did do it. But they why? Did. They did. No but excuses. it just turns out, yeah, no excuses. Batman's just trying to find out what the what happened. And then it turns out they were, uh, you know, since Wayne Enterprises could no longer afford to pay for them, that they had uh, a new financial backer. And whenever you need somebody to financially back something, and it has to be shady, you can only call on one man in the DC universe. Tony Morales? I wish. No. I ain't got the money for that. I'm too busy buying comic books. No. You call on Lex Luthor. Hold <laughs> on, dude. I've been telling you since we first met that bad guys are always in all white. And I called it. Look at that. Yeah, it's like an eggshell white. All right, have your victory. Uh, the, <laughs> the the one thing I I really like about this particular Lex Luthor, it is a complete. No, no, don't put it up yet. Put it out. Go back to it. Okay. Go back to it. Last page. That's not Lex Luthor. 
Well, technically, it is Lex Luthor. But visually, that's Mark Strong. Oh, okay. That's Mark Strong. That is the guy that played uh, Red Miss Dad in Kick-Ass. He's the guy that played Sinestro. Uh, this this guy's in a lot wasn't of Wasn't he Dr. Savant? Wasn't he the bad guy in Shazam, too? It's, yes, he was. That's, look at it. That's him, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's him. No, you're not wrong. I see it. That needs to happen because I know a lot of people aren't on the same page as me when it comes to what Lex Luthor should be or how much I think fucking Jesse Eisenberg is a total pussy and should never be Lex Luthor. That was uh, that dude it, it was bad writing too. It wasn't just it wasn't Jesse Eisenberg's performance, which also wasn't the best Lex Luthor ever, but I hate like legitimately that was that that was not that was not Lex Luthor they were writing. No. That was some pussy fucking petulant child, man. Uh, fun fact, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's little sister is... you ever see the movie Polly About the parrot? Not the no. parrot. The, the, the little uh, parakeet. Where he, uh, it, it was... It was, oh, no. it was one of the... you got to see this movie, dude. It's so good. Um, it is about a, a parakeet. Uh, the little girl from... Um, what was she in? Little Haley Eisenberg. She wasn't Matilda. I'm trying to think of another movie she was in. But it's about the parakeet she has as, as a kid, and the the parakeet, like, you know, just... Gets Goes sick. on a murder spree. Oh, that would be awesome. We should write that. No. <laughs> it's a horrible idea. I just thought it was funny. No, I thought it was funny. I think it's a great idea. No. It's really not. <laughs> well... I got Friday off, so hopefully I can find my first purse of uh, Mr. Ten Eyes. And uh, I wasn't going to bid on it, also because I knew you'd fi- I knew you would find what I'm bidding on and know that that's probably my eBay handle and outbid me at 55 cents. By 55 cents. By 55 cents, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's actually why the... Uh, the guy did not get the Wicked and the Divine because I really didn't care. Oh, fuck you, Josh. Oh, I don't have the money for it. See if he'll buy uh-huh. it for you. I know he's got the money, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, just like, I just like the fact that he only had $75.49. He was six cents shy. Well, he doesn't let him push like us, man. We, uh, you're like, we're... We're working the Fed, the the Feds, and Colin is trying to stop some goddamn fucking scab. He's a man. scab hunter. He's a scab hunter. Scab hunter. To the scab hunter. Poor bastard. It's off on a game, so Colin ends up killing a man just to watch him die. In Juarez, Mexico. <sighs> Killed a man in OKC. Just to watch him die. Well, if you kill a guy in Juarez, Mexico, it's only a ten dollar <clears throat> fine. You just got to mail it in. And then, but they might take your shoes. Oh, they're definitely gonna take your shoes. Definitely gonna take your shoes. Uh, we've got. Wow, we've got. We just want to just recap from all the time we talked. 
this last year has felt like probably four for me. I feel like this entire every every new quarter, every three months, something weird fucking happened. And everything changed. Yeah, I can see that. Everything changed. Yeah. Not to mention our fucking comic collection. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I did beat you on that pretty good. You're not wrong. <laughs> I've got a preacher number one, dude. And Man, that, that matters to like you and five other people. And I've got a Spidey 300. I was actually bidding on that. And Freaking, uh, it got up to 300 already, so I was like, ah. Oh. And I've got all the ice cream mints. Also, you and five people care. <laughs> I've got the entirety. I've got the Carnage Trio, which you always have, you also have. But I've got the complete edition, a uh, complete collection of Maximum Carnage. Did you ever go to Muse and get those uh, Doom 29 never, never got around to it, actually. I forgot all about it. Everything's back probably shit at some point. Yeah, you're going to show up and be like, you get them Doom 29s? No, some guy showed up earlier and bought all of them. Quite interested okay. in Doom 29s. <laughs> some guy with a goofy haircut. Who was oddly Hispanic and tall. He looked like uh, this. like, Torres! <laughs> nah, no, nah, it's all about limit pushing and slava taking I've care got, of I've got a bunch of first appearances from freaking random Batman villains. As you should. I am slowly... Dude, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, I got, all, I got almost uh, a quarter of the Dawns I need. Nice. That ain't bad then. And a quarter of the dawns, um, just about the hunt, man. Like we we run we run a fed, we do podcasts. We need to like find a. I really think that like once a month. Actually, we talk, no, this is minefields after dark. Uh, we're done, <laughs> guys. It's my turn. The transmission is over, and this is dangerous. We love you. Email us. 